You're listening to The A-Game, an adcom podcast chronicling the week in media, technology, and agency life, featuring Joel Hammond, Jim Ganser, and Jeff Culleton. Spotify goes all in on podcasting and dominoes, rewards, promiscuity. Good idea? We talk about it next. You're listening to The A-Game. Each week, we bring together experts representing core areas of our ad business to get their takes on what's trending in the world of media and marketing. What you get is a 360 view on the topics you need to know about. My name is Jim Ganser. Joining me today to talk marketing technology and trends is our friend, Jeff Culleton. Happy to be here, everybody. Always, as always, love you. He talks social media and influencer marketing. His name is Joel Hammond. These intros keep getting better, promiscuous. (laughs) I love it. I hope we're going to clarify that. (laughs) She is the brains behind our programmatic strategy, young Morgan Rooks. Morgan. Ladies and gentlemen, practice safe pizza. Mm. Ooh. Oh, boy. Morgan. <laughs> hey, safe or risque, pizza is delicious. Uh, but hey, guys, how are you doing? Great. Uh, gra- I mean, great. Exceptional. Great. Ex- all of those. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yes did and ev- yes. Did everybody have a nice Super Bowl weekend? I had a fine Super Bowl weekend. Thank you for asking. Yes, it was lovely. I had, a, I had a great Super Bowl weekend. I think the Super Bowl was actually the least kind of noticeable part of it. I had some nice family time mm. back in Western New York, Homestead. Mm. Mm-hmm. Quick reminder: four one six Super Bowl is American football, a championship for American football. Yeah, uh, American. We uh, I vaguely heard about this while uh, my friends and I played Mario Kart. Nice. So. That was our Super Bowl Sunday. Man, I should have played Mario Did Kart. you win? No, I'm terrible. Oh. Um, I'm terrible when I know how to play, but this was on a Nintendo Switch, which I've never used, so it was, it was pretty bad. It was a bloodbath. Yeah. I watched some people play Nintendo Switch, and it looked really fun. I, actually, this goes back to when I was a child. My brother always played, and I just watched. I always enjoyed watching video games. Maybe I should get onto Twitch. That's what the kids like, I think. There you go. Can I tell you something? I also, uh, my brother and his friends played a lot of video games, and I never got to play until the points where they were so good that they would just be like, oh, hey, you want to play? And then they just roll me. Yeah. So that's the reason I didn't like video games very much is because every time I would play, it was just like they were like pistol whipping me, basically. Yeah, you were like the... It's not quite... It it wasn't fun. Yeah, you were like the get well guy. Yeah, Yeah, I really was, Joel. We had one of those in college, actually. That was Oof. anytime we needed a, a bounce back off a Madden losing streak. It was it was this guy Kevin. Yeah, you went and find, found Tony. That's good. Yeah. yeah, you find Tony. Yeah. See, my brother and sister would actually rig board games so I would lose, mm. and then they would make up songs to taunt me so that I would take the board and throw it. That's an extremely telling wow. anecdote. Yeah. Although knowing I you feel and like I age. found a new office activity. Ooh. <laughs> I'm just peeling peeling back the layers. Where this is this is becoming a little bit more of a it's reeling in the years. Yeah, this this is more of a, uh, a full disclosure session of you know it's like therapy. But let's let's get back to the topic at hand because the good people want to know about media and marketing, right? And this past week, um, Spotify got into the headlines. Uh, as a matter of fact, the company announced on Wednesday that it had made two huge acquisitions. One of which is Gimlet Media. Um, anybody that's familiar with the podcast Startup and Alex Bloomberg's story, um, it, it started off as a podcast about starting a business, and then it became a full-blown business. And now it's a bit of a, a podcast empire with a ton of really high-quality shows. 
So they picked up that, which gives them a little bit of chops with regard to original content. And then they also bring in uh, a company called Anchor, which is more in the business of uh, making it easy for people to produce and distribute podcasts. So Jeff, it, it looks like Spotify saying, let's let's up our game a little bit and let's get into the podcast game even more so. Because uh, one thing I would remind is that they only opened up their um I guess their stream or what you call it. Very recently. Uh, last October. It's the syndication. So the syndication. Yeah, the syndication stream. of the. I agree, but I also think you know I think we're coming on a rebound of our advertising has gotten extremely short and extremely pithy, and it doesn't give a lot of content. And I think for for a lot of brands, what you're going to see moving into the future, where podcasting really fits in, is very quality. Um, frequent long-form content. And I think podcasting fits just really, really nicely into that. And so this this doesn't surprise me. And also, Spotify's in one of those, you know, like like maybe a pizza war, is they're in one of those places where you just have a level of competition where you can't be better, you need to be different. Door quote. Mm. Yeah, that is a door quote. You need to be different. And so... What's that? Did you just think of that? No, it was a door quote, oh. uh, I don't know, a couple of days ago. But Jim oh. and I are starting to try and speak only in door quotes. Oh, right, sure. Um, number 42. So I'm giving it a run here. But I, I think that is, if you look around this table, you're looking at relatively educated consumers in marketing, and they're all podcast listeners. Spotify decides to spend big. I think they estimated the, the Gimlet uh, purchase is in the 230 range. 230, yeah. uh, but they're looking to invest upwards of, you know, uh, 500000 or $500 million mm-hmm. overall. It seems like they're going to continue to spend. Do you think this is a smart move for them? I know that their their core um, their core focus has been audio, but primarily music. Yep. Do you think this is a good strategic move? What what makes you uh, think that this is this is the right step? Yeah, when we were kicking this idea around, it, it's you you read the coverage of these acquisitions, and it's okay. What's the what's the strategy? What 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 are they? What are we looking to accomplish here? And and it seems like it's twofold. So first of all, it's more time on Spotify, right? So of course, if I'm streaming, I'm diving in and out, I'm jumping in and out, I'm jumping <laughs> here, there, everywhere, whatever. Um, as Jeff uh, uh, coughs uh, over my over my point, it wasn't that's intentional. Fine. That so wasn't, all right, that so wasn't malicious. so more time on on here and reduce my spending on music, right? I mean, there's a there's a price to pay every time somebody streams. We we found some uh, some estimates, I think, from CNBC, and so Spotify pays about. 0.6 cents uh, per stream to the holder of music rights. So when you're talking about hundreds, hundreds of millions, of, millions of streams, I mean that's quite a, a penny. And I think in the CNBC coverage, you know, uh, Spotify lost money. Um, and so, it, so it's twofold. So more time on there, reduce my costs, more content, and and uh, that I don't have to pay rights to. So um, interesting strategy. It's certainly, I mean, when I'm listening to a podcast, I, I dive in with a with a purpose. It's I'm going to listen. You know, I'm I'm committing basically, right? I'm not going to uh, uh, to give up, or I'm going to come back to it and that sort of thing. So from a from a content from a uh, time on page, for lack of a better word, standpoint, um, you know, it, it it certainly has its merits from from those uh, from those angles. Morgan, do, does this make you more likely in a strategy for a brand to recommend Spotify as as a digital channel of advertising? I think it's part of a larger recommendation. Uh, I think it's just one more uh, aspect of a place we can advertise and, and we, we can get into podcasts. Um, 
Definitely. I mean, you know, podcast has its its space and its audiences, and I'll be interested to see how that changes or if that changes with the addition of podcasts or if we see a younger demographic moving towards listening to podcasts. The thing that I find interesting about the acquisition um, of Gimlet and just their growth into podcasts is are we seeing a bit of like a Netflix effect where people aren't just happy to sit by and just push out other people's content, but are starting to take a more active role in like distributing their own content? Um, and will Spotify be taking a more active role in helping create and sponsor podcasts and promote them? Well, Netflix and Amazon, I mean, all of the big services have become creators of content. Right. And we've seen all the award shows are now... And it really started, I, I think people lose sight of the fact that HBO was m- maybe the biggest pioneer in this of yeah, outside like the original, of the big right? studio, Sopranos and stuff like that. I mean, you're talking, was that 15? No, it's more. It's 20 years ago now. But that shift that's happened where the content that's coming out of those services is just whooping the content that's coming out of the movie studios unless it is a Pixar movie or it's a superhero movie. It's it's the same it's the same tack that that Spotify's taking. Netflix has has taken a deep dive into creating its own content so I don't have to pay friends. What did they just pay friends to stay on the service cuz people freaked oh out. My God, like, what was it? It was a it's unbelievable. Some stupid oh yeah. No, it was like 300 million dollars. Right. Which is amazing to me. Which is more than the acquisition of Gimlet Media. When it came out that Friends was going to leave the platform. So to avoid that going forward, I mean, you're going to need to probably spend on those shows that people want to always have on there. But, you know, to just like Spotify, trying to limit its exposure to paying record labels, artists, whatever, Mm -hmm. um, you know, Netflix has done that same thing. It goes back to the same. It's hard to create great content. And that is why Jerry Seinfeld and Larry David will forever, every year, be the top of that list. Because it's so damn hard to create something that good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just going to share a couple numbers. Um, Joel kind of brought it up, uh, 0.6 cents per stream. That seems like, man, what what a sweet deal, right? right. 0.6 cents? Wow. They, they should have been a little bit more bullish on that. But when you think about it, we're talking about a user base of 200 million. So if 200 million on a daily basis streamed one song, we're talking about... $1.2 million a day coming out of the pocket of Spotify on, a, on an average day. And you know, most people spend a lot of time, right? You're not just going to go on and not, listen I mean, to not your us. song. Not us. <laughs> no. There's <laughs> IT restrictions. <laughs> not at the AdCom group. You know, you can follow us on Twitter if you like at the AdCom group. Um, but uh, that was one number that kind of popped off the page to me. And then, you know, we brought up the fact that they started syndicating or bringing other podcasts in the platform last October, they shot up to about 20% of, of the market in pretty short amount of time. What's interesting is you've got the the Gimlet side, which they've got an average, you know, they've got a, I think, upwards of 16 different programs um, that they've grown, and they've got a loyal user base. And now Spotify is in a position to potentially uh, make those exclusive. So if you want to listen to startup if you want to listen to Mogul, if you want to listen to Reply All, you've got to come to Spotify in order to do it. So now they're bringing more people in. But Morgan, one of the things that I started thinking about is, you know, what's in it for Gimlet outside of the obvious, which is, you know, they can give their investors, you know, reward their investors for putting money behind them to get things up and running. But when you think about content creators and then joining forces with somebody like a Spotify, what's really in it for them? 
outside of the financial side? Oh, so the financial side, there's just the the audience reach that Spotify has. You definitely get your content out in front of way more people than you would have before. And you have access to, you know, advertisers. I mean, I know that taps into financial side, but you have access to resources and advertisers that you wouldn't have had prior to Spotify. Yeah, so in a way, they can free themselves up to really worry about their core business, which is producing great content. Because Alex Bloomberg started off on This American Life. In his heart of hearts, he's a storyteller. And it's all about quality content, producing great work, not good work, great work, yeah, you which do. is actually better than good work. You, you should wanna, forego good work for great yeah, work. Yeah, you don't want to do a good job. Yeah, you you want to do a great job. No, uh, no. No, you don't want to do a good job. You want to do great work. Isn't it? Oh, yeah. Dork oh. Thank you. Jesus, oh. Jim. I just teed him up. I just teed him up. That was You're a bar. Uh, <laughs> we got to publish I'm losing the my, I'm losing my train of thought. But now they can free themselves up. They've got the financial backing, and then they've got all the benefits of a savvy digital marketer, which Spotify is a savvy digital marketer. We is use that, them quite a bit. Yeah, is that true? Yeah, they've got, they've got profile data. They've got... Um, They've got behavioral cues. They're, they've got a full breadth of um, tools and resources that somebody like Gimlet can use. And really, um, the benefit from from their perspective is they've got the benefit of discovery. So you can come to Spotify. You've got a pool of 200 million users. All of a sudden, it's a lot easier for them to find other podcasts. And oh, by the way, what's going to come to the top? It's going to be the the owned and operated properties that are going to get recommended more than others. Anybody that has, you know, Netflix sees that. Mm -hmm. So you're going to get served up consistently all that content, which they own and control, and they don't have to pay for. So I say it's smart. We're talking about a $270 million, um, at least as of beginning of 2018, um, market um, in terms of overall market share when we talk about advertising. Plus, it gets them around the whole paywall situation. So you can get people that are not subscribers or aren't paid subscribers. I think it's like nine ninety nine, yeah. something along those lines, for a premium account. You don't you don't have to worry about that with with any of the podcasting. So it's a smart move all around. I think it's a win win both sides, and people get paid. And you know, I'm sure you know people like Chris Saka, who was one of the first investors early on is happy because he's getting his money back, and then some. Well, I mean, <clears throat> you know, to say that altruism and desire to put great content out in the world is the main motivator when you get to that size and you get an acquisition talks is a little starry-eyed, but especially when there's $230 million on the line. But I think one of the interesting things is from an investor standpoint, one of the gambles that you make in giving somebody so – not to get too deep into the weeds, but you, you say I'm going to buy your company for $230 million. There's a portion of that you're saying I'm going to give to the founders and the investors, specifically the founders that run the company. And the balance you have to play is I can't give them too much too quick because if I give them too much too quick, they might check out. And if I guarantee them too much too quick, so you have to do a run out of one, four, whatever, how many years where you can look and say you don't get the full boat unless you stick around and do the same level of work for this long a period of time, which is very interesting. And it's always something that, like, when when these things happen, you look to see, you know, d do you get the same level of quality after an acquisition, especially, like, a year after an acquisition, after somebody's wet their appetite, and they're like, oh, I got my Tesla, and I got my thing, and I got the... And see if people's head, their heads are still in it, or if they just did it for the money. 
So, Joel, when you listen to Reply All next year, you're going to be like, what's going on here? It's like somebody got that check. <laughs> what <laughs> happened? They're, they're cashing checks all of a sudden, you know. Snapping next. Yep, cashing checks, sure. snapping next. Got their infinity pool in. Yep. Resting easy. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, from an advertising point of view, it just reaffirms, you know, there's there's importance in, in having access to reach, reach of, of quality audience. And ultimately what Gimlet Media wanted was to be able to have people discover more of their programs because ultimately they want to reach more people. It's a win-win situation. I think anybody would, would, would pretty much agree on that. Anybody disagree? Before? I actually do disagree. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> love it when she's a yes. first. I mean, I don't think it's a win-win for everyone because with Spotify, you know, having podcasts and acquiring a podcast, then there's definite nepotism in the rankings of organic podcast search. You know, things that they own are going to they're going to push them up, like you said, in the discovery. Mm. So I think it makes it harder for podcasters like ourselves who are new and looking to uh, get well, off. We can't the... just be organic, Morgan. we got to put some money behind that. Well, so that brings up the question is, do, will we eventually see something like a, a search in Spotify? Oh, I think un- I mean, there's definitely pay to play for discovery. You know, yeah. But the, those are big bucks that, you know, you know some pod, a lot of podcasters don't have. They just don't make that sort of income. So, you know, Apple does it with their with their app store. You know, you can can run a search campaign in there. Will we start seeing search for podcasts, paid search campaigns? And this dovetails directly in to what's coming next in my point of view, oh, which yeah? is what is search and why? Yeah, absolutely. Not SEO PPC. It's like what's the future? Hmm. Wow. That's pretty deep. <laughs> what is it, Jeffrey? Would you like to share? Yeah, I haven't fully th- thought it through Coming yet, next so I, I kind of fell off a cliff. Week or on the next? No, I'm A-game. thinking March. Perfect. Mm, okay, Smart next month on a very special episode of the A game. Mm, maybe perhaps a B sides. Maybe a B side. Uh, Ooh, that sounds good. That sounds good. You know what else sounds good? Pizza. Oh, pizza. delicious. You know who loves pizza? Promiscuity. Everyone. Everyone. Everyone loves when it comes pizza. to pizza, that is. Uh, I, and, and pizza toppings are very volatile. So, what, what does everybody like on their pizza? Ooh, who wants to start, Joel? You love oh, pizza. God, anything but vegetables. <laughs> Wait a sec. Anything but vegetables is like anything. Yeah, meat. Yeah. You just want meat. This guy over here. Meat and potato. Give me a meat and potatoes pizza. All the pizza. meats. You mean, you mean you a, sausage, sir, a sirloin, come on. sirloin and a Yukon gold. No, come on. Come on. You. Me? Yeah, you. Jeffrey. I, I mean, I'm the only things that I really have never liked on pizza, I don't like the Hawaiian pizza thing. Oh, I love pineapple on pizza. Yeah, I've never loved Hawaiian pizza. It, and that is that's a that's a really old like back of my head I just don't like it. Did you know that like the Hawaiian pizza debate is like is like intense on Twitter? Like there's a yes. there's a people need serious, other things to worry about. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Well, that's true. Yeah. There's no wrong place for pineapple in my opinion. I can I mean, I celebrate. You want to talk about an Achilles heel? Boom. Pizza, vanilla ice cream. Take me right down. Delicious. Ice cream on your pizza? pizza? No, 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 separately. (laughs) Oh, oh, separate categories. Separate categories. So pizza, then some ice cream, then pizza. (laughs) Never during pizza, Jim. What are you, sociopath? Jesus. Perhaps. Pull it together. Right. Well, I, I don't like mushrooms on my pizza, but if if I had my choice, I would just go straight margarita pizza. Oh, nice. Uh, Delicious. Tomato basil, delicious. Margarita pizza with a margarita. From where? Yeah. Ooh. Well, I mean, I make it at home. Yeah, I'd like to. I like to make my own pizza at home. Nice. Jim's you know, fancy. He's probably got his own wood fire oven. Ooh. I do not have my own wood fire oven, but you know what? If I did make my own pizza at home and I downloaded the Domino's app and I took a picture of that pizza, 
you know what? I would earn reward points. Ten of them. Ten reward points. You know, if I snap six, I'm getting a free pizza. Is that a silly premise, or is it the most brilliant thing you've ever heard of, Jeff? It's neither. It's, it's, it lies somewhere. Everybody gets when when gimmicky stuff comes up. So I'm reading the article that we all kind of passed around on this, and um, instead of doing a Super Bowl ad specifically, uh, Domino's put its money behind developing an app uh, around loyalty and being able to literally reward people for eating pizza of any kind, homemade, competitor, whatever. They have to bring in or they have to take a picture in the app. Once they take six pictures of independent pizzas and they get to 60 points, they get a free pizza. The only thing I kept thinking the entire time I'm reading it is when is the stop date? Like, is this just market strategy forever and ever and ever? But when is the stop date? Because all of it, this ad, we'll post it on uh, the social channels, which is is interesting because I like the way they wrote it in breaking down the ROI scenario. Like, hey, Mm -hmm. an ad in the Super Bowl is $5 million, give or take, we'll just say whatever. Uh, app development, and then you know you're just you're just functionally pushing out after that. But the cost of a pizza to them is so minimal now. If you're just doing new customer acquisition, yeah, it makes sense. It's gimmicky and it got headlines and all that kind of stuff. The only thing I kept thinking is, when does it shut off? Yeah. Or further, I don't know. Has anyone downloaded the app? No. I'll like, do it what right prevents now. somebody from grabbing pizza photos off Instagram or the internet and just uploading one every single day? Yeah. Nothing. But the, I think that's I think that's even the point though is and I'm sure there's back end logic that says you can't write a script and then just start posting over and over and over again right. to get to your I'm sure there's, so there's a one logic per day that limit says yeah detect whether you know it's not a capture but is this a robot trying to game the system um, but nothing and so, and there shouldn't be because that's not the tech. They just want you to engage in the app. If you've engaged in the app, you, they've already won. That's fine, but but Mike and I know I know I may be in the minority on this one, but. What am I like? I, I get it. Like a, a, an app lo- download and registration, that's fine. You're getting some data. But w- what am I gaining if I'm Domino's? If I mean, are they are they analyzing every? If I make five pizzas and upload them to the app at home, are they analyzing the pic? Like nope. how how am I? If I'm Domino's, how am I learning anything about my potential customer? How am I targeting? You're not. This is well, so right. targeting is targeting. Right. Yes. What are you learning? The, the, the goal is not let me in, intake everything I can and then profile data. That's not it. The goal is I want you to download, download my app and turn notifications on. A push notification from a downloaded app is far and away the most likely thing to get interacted with by a consumer. So what they're saying is I'm going to bank that, what did they say? I'm, I'll, I'm just going to make up numbers. Say 100,000 people download the app. And ten thousand people keep it on their phone right. with notifications on. And one percent of the yeah, and one percent of those. All of a sudden, those notifications turn into pizzas. Those notifications turn into pizza sales over and over and over again. And maybe you've turned a customer, customer, or maybe you've just grown an existing customer. Yeah. But they, I could be wrong. But fact of the matter is, I'm guessing that those pictures are being bundled and then destroyed, and then bundled and destroyed. Disagree. Ooh, Morgan Brooks. <laughs> Twice in one episode. I love it. I, I have to believe if they're smart, they are using the upload data to then segment these audiences into infrequent pizza eaters, frequent pizza eaters, and then sending different push notifications based on how many times people upload photos. Okay, with, can we caveat because we're them. saying the same thing. Morgan's just being disagreeable because she <laughs> wants to be disagreeable Rude. today because that's her mo. <laughs> but 
We're saying the same thing. Extra the rude. segmentation based off of the app download and then your behavior surrounding that is is yes. Is there segmentation on that? I would assume so, yes. Are they looking and saying 30% of the pizzas that got uploaded and were made were a margarita pizza or had sausage or had this or had that? That would be awesome, though. <laughs> that would be awesome. But then you're starting to talk about logic that takes you past maybe the $5 million worth of investment. It's like, oh, the business case is add-on, add-on, add-on. I don't know if I'm seeing the return on this yet. I could be completely wrong and cynical in the fact they might be doing this, but I think this is a pure acquisition and and growth acquisition of new and growth strategy for existing. Here's an, here's our here, okay. So here's our free idea. I think Morgan and I are on the same page on that topic. Like the push notification, fine, extremely valuable, right? Mm-hmm. Can they take it a step further? From a from a cost or, or resource allocation standpoint, to be able to to then target even better, right? Okay, so I know this person eats X pizza mm-hmm. two times a week. Let my offer to them be a two topping or exactly what they're eating, right? I mean, I, I know that that's that gets complicated, right? Of course, but it does. Um, yeah, that maybe that's the next step, it, or right? and maybe it is. But I would I would hazard a guess to say that that kind of ability, that kind of uh, profile agility and ability to start modeling customers exists within Domino's already. And it is not a function of just this. So one of the other questions I had is, okay, are these apps built under the same heading so they're sharing data up to the mothership app that can then do a lot of these things? I think this app specifically is just a, you know, acquisition and retention mechanism. The other app, the main app being kind of the thing that they would do a lot of that logic through. Well, here's here's a question for the group, and I'll make this a fun game, okay? Because mm. we love games, right? It's the A game after all. So here's the game. Morgan's mean. Morgan. I'm going to ask a question today. I'm going to ask a question, and if you are responding in the affirmative, that means uh, yes for Joel. You need to say pepperoni. Okay, I'm going to ask a question. If the answer is yes, you say pepperoni, okay? Is there a is there the question? Question number one is: Have you had Domino's Pizza in the past three months? The silence is deafening. (laughs) Question number two: Have you had Domino's Pizza in the past six months? Okay. Question number three. Have you had Domino's Pizza in the past year? Pepperoni. There we go. I might be close on the six-month cutoff. I've been in the presence of someone who had Domino's Pizza in the last year. <laughs> well, think about this. There are so many people, especially when you're in a commodity business like pizza. Yeah. When you're trying to hang your hat on quality and people get the perception in their head that it's low quality, say what you want about Domino's Pizza, you can't qualify everybody's idea of quality. But if this is a way to get somebody back into trying Domino's one more time, wouldn't you think that there's a benefit to that? Totally. 100%. That's all I'm saying. And in fact, I applaud the tactic as being a little zany, a little outside of the norm and getting people to talk about it. Because I mean, that's that's was the one we talked about a couple of weeks ago with the stage show that happened in conjunction Skittles. with the Super Bowl. Skittles. 
What was it? Skittles. Skittles. That's on the last episode. Yeah, that's the last that's, episode. Oh, the God, that's right. Man, oh, man. That was a good one, a too. Real good one. <laughs> Same thing. Skittles putting on a stage show associated with the Super Bowl, but not advertising directly in the Super Bowl. These brands have these dollars earmarked. Okay. Sometimes you make a splash and so on and so forth. And I just, I think this is that, which, I, like I said, I give them credit for. I like, I like the thought process. Last question for the group. And pepperoni. The, the affirmative is pepperoni. <laughs> is anybody going to download this app? Crickets. Crickets. Sorry, Dominoes. Yeah, I, you know, I don't think it's a really good way to get to get new people or people that haven't been around in a while. It's a good way to get those people that just go everywhere. Like they get Dominoes, they get Pizza Hut, they get Papa John's, they get whatever. Um, because better ingredients, <laughs> better pizza. <laughs> because you know those are the type of people that maybe don't have an affinity for a specific pizza joint. They're you know they just bounce between offers, and um, you know they're getting rewarded for pizza regardless of where they're getting it from. So eventually they might get the points that get them a free small cheese pizza or whatever it may be, and then um, then it kind of becomes a little bit of a game. And they may become more loyalists just because of the rewards they're getting. But I think for people who don't eat Domino's at all, I don't know that there's a lot of appeal to download this and then, you know, play that game. I got to tell you, this you know what it feels like to me? It feels like a long-term strategy for, for universities. Like this feels mm. like a college student yeah. thing. You're sticking in the IE pizza with regularity kind of space. Because I, at this point, yeah, I mean, <laughs> all pizza is good pizza to me. So I'm not as specific about where I get it. And I don't eat it all that much because, as I've previously mentioned, it would, in fact, make me a gigantic person because I love it so much. Well, I think it was a brilliant move. Party of one over here. And the only thing that I think that Jeff, myself, and Joel can all agree on is that we disagree with Morgan. Yeah. <laughs> we are. We're, we're clashing today. I love it. Oh, you all are never getting brownies again. I don't believe that. Oh, look at me. Oh, look at that. Look at this, on. Morgan. I do not believe that for one second. I'm not talking to you, Jeffrey. You're a softie. Oh. I'm not talking to you. You are a softie for us. All kidding aside, Morgan's brownie game oh, is on a completely separate. It is off the charts. Oh my God. I want to make a brownie app. I can't believe she comes in here and works every day. That's how good these brownies are. <laughs> Jim, can I Seriously. plug something for next week? Ooh. Yeah, absolutely. We've got our second edition of the B-Sides coming next Friday. Pretty exciting. So uh, make sure you uh, subscribe, of course, to our podcast on um, on iTunes and where else? Spotify? Stitcher. Stitcher? And, uh, Spotify? Not, not Spotify. Oh, not Spotify. Not iTunes, Spotify. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher, and uh, SoundCloud. Yeah, and follow us on social media because we've got our second episode of uh, – so besides the, the gist is one of us, we'll interview somebody else outside of our agency to talk about current events. So I've got a really cool uh, uh, social account director coming on to talk about – and it's something that you wouldn't normally think that like would be would lend itself to really good social content, but they they buck that trend. So next Friday, there you go. Yeah, and oh by the way, we we've got a new um, new release fresh off the. Uh, actually, it's not fresh at all. It, it's actually been out for a couple of weeks. But we're gonna start promoting the A Game Twitter handle, so you can follow us at Adcom A Game if you want to get at us with uh, with all your tweets for all the kids out there. Mm-hmm. So kids love Twitter. Guys, I think this might be our best show. You think so? It's Disagree. almost almost as <laughs> Disagree from Morgan. She clearly loves the Skittles episode that I sabotage. <laughs> Maybe we get to a point one day where we do a uh, a release of the show that has everybody uh, commenting without me because frankly it was my fault. 
but that's that's a story for another week um thanks for listening once again thank you to my distinguished panel and once again we'll come back next week look out for b-sides have a great weekend